Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Travancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, thanks to Bronwyn and her trade cart, our heroes arrive in Amphail without any more issues. She and her guards take their leave to unload their wares, while the party follows a stream of town folk heading to the edge of town. There's a horse race taking place between four of the prominent breeding houses in town. While Carlton hides under the stands to attune to the Hat of Disguise, the rest of the party enjoy the races, chat with some locals, and even win a little bit of money. As the final race of the afternoon is underway, the horses and the riders are suddenly attacked by vicious beasts from the nearby forest, causing panic among the spectators. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome! To Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, aka Obocrazy, and I've gone back to an old standard. I just have a pyramid hefeweizen because sometimes you just have to have comfort food, and that's what I went with. Bernie, what are you drinking tonight? Um, so while last week I admitted that in the uh, Crispin and Ace Cider debate, I was obviously in Camp Ace, what holds my dearest heart is and is the absolute best cider there is is bull city cider works and that's what i'm drinking i'm drinking their off main cider tonight and it's so good mm. it is that time of year where i almost went for cider but yeah cider is good uh, travancore what are you drinking hello enablers the viceroy's choice this evening is Ciroc amaretto don't worry i'm not taking it straight i've uh Combine it with my latest sensation. Apparently, I'm obsessed with club soda now, so I'm putting it in everything that I drink. Mm, club soda is pretty good. Carlton, what are you drinking? Uh, I have a beverage from the Real Ale Brewing Company. It is the Devil's Backbone, which is their Belgian-style triple. And it is brewed here in Texas. God, everyone's got some nice stuff. And Jonathan, what have you brought to the table tonight? Hey, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Tonight, I have brought a simple cocktail, Diet Coke and Tito's Vodka. Ooh. That's it. Just, just that. Hey, I thought nothing you, wrong with that. I heard you said Tito's, but I heard Doritos, and I got really excited that you had a bag of Doritos <laughs> so to share with actually, me. And then so... I remembered that you're in Oklahoma, and you can't really pass me the Doritos. But God fucking damn it, <laughs> I would totally them. pass you the Doritos. So uh, something Doritos. hot would actually probably work with something sweet, like a like a habanero vodka or something like that. Ooh, that would be nice. I, I think doesn't Tito's make something like that? Uh, they, if anyone made it, Tito's would. Do they make Doritos? Also, I have learned tonight no. that flavored <laughs> vodkas contain no more sugar than regular vodkas. So I would imagine there's probably going to be some whipped cream vodka in my future. Whipped? Whipped. Whipped Will Wheaton vodka? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one more quick note before tonight's episode, before we actually jump right on in. A couple of weeks ago, actually a month ago from the date that we're recording this, Wizards of the Coast put out a update to the Ranger class. Specifically, the they called it the Unearthed Arcana Ranger. It is not 100% done, but they felt it was good enough to actually put out there and, and update the class. Jenga and I decided, well, actually, Jenga decided he did want to go ahead and change Travancore to the Unearthed Arcana Ranger. So recently, we went through and made those changes. 
the for those of you who care, the only thing that we're not doing from the Unearthed Arcana Ranger is Travancore gets to keep dragons as his favorite enemy, despite the fact that it's not something he can technically do yet, because that's something that has been kind of important to Travancore for these last couple levels. Otherwise, if you want more information or are confused, if Travancore and Shadow are doing slightly different things than you're used to them doing, especially in a fight, go check out the Unearthed Arcana Ranger. I think it's good. Hopefully Travancore thinks it's good once we sit down to actually play. I wanted to let people know because stuff might be a little different, especially with Shadow. I, but I'm excited. Yes. In my uh, head, I, he now sits in a box, an arcade box buried in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's been unearthed. He's unearthed Arcana. <laughs> he's, he's, he's now out of the ground. Um, as someone who's played a lot of D&D and looking at how the, the fifth edition Ranger worked, I actually felt really bad that Travancore was not as strong as previous Ranger iterations, like in 3rd edition or 4th edition. And when I read the Unearthed Arcana stuff, I was really excited because I think that brings the Ranger back to its awesome DPS-y roots, especially with, with the Beastmaster. He's not going to be as hamstrung as much. So I'm really excited to uh, to see to see new Travancore. Well, welcome back, Tra- Travancore. Well, welcome back to the fight. Thanks, Did guy. Hair change color. I think his hair should change color. Oh, I have oh. blonde hair now and blue eyes. Well, what happened was he got a letter from Glenmar, and it's like, "Hey, do this, and you'll be better." <laughs> he got a, he got a letter from home. He, he got some hair dye and some peroxide. He got, like, contact contact lenses. <laughs> he got some he's clarification. Got two popped collars, and oh, he's oh, totally like cool now. And and Shadow is no longer a bear. <laughs> Shadow is Shadow is now like. A, a really pissed off Siamese cat and the whole thing it's all different he got the letter saying it's okay for you and Shadow to move at the same time it's totally cool now <laughs> actually technically now that Shadow has his own initiative they don't move at the same time they oh, move right, at different right. times they, they, move, they move at completely different times now Shadow's his own distinct being Shadow is much more his own distinct being now it's exciting What? Do you, so uh, before we jump on in Jenga, what do you think? What are you excited about? What what's the one thing you're most excited about? My my spells. Like I totally neglected to put assign level two spell slots to myself, because I believe them I could have. <laughs> and uh, we I I have two of them now. <laughs> so the most excited thing that you are about this has is, nothing is to do with missed. the unearthed arcana. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. Third fair level enough. Spells by now, right? Well, no, it's just just Rangers is different. Oh. But yeah. uh but for, within Unearth Arcana, I love that Shadow and I have our own movement now, but honestly, like one thing cool thing is, like this favored there's this natural explorer qu- quality. I get usually get a bonus only in the forest. Now I get it everywhere. So I get initiative when I roll. I get I get advantage when I roll for initiative now. And if I attack before the enemy, I get advantage in the first round. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of good stuff that that got added for the Ranger. I'm I'm super yep. excited. Especially for what we're about to fight. Uh, I, I actually told a friend um, that we were fighting a monster that I have not encountered since 3rd edition. Ooh. So I'm really interested to see how this version of this monster works. Well, technically, none of you know what you're about to fight. So to remind everybody... Stop meta-gaming. Well, no, I thought I identified no, it at the end of it. <laughs> you saw them and noticed them, but no one's actually identified them yet because they've just appeared. So just to give some reminder specifics... Carlton is currently under the stands, uh, attuning to the awesome. Hat of Disguise. <laughs> I believe you are halfway through 
attuning. So it's been about 15 minutes. Can we say two you thirds? Still have... Can we say two thirds? No, I said about 15 minutes. Ah. So of the 30 minutes, you're about 15 minutes into attuning. Travancore, Bernie, Shadow, and Coco Snoot are all sitting kind of in the middle of the stands in the front row. And Jonathan, you were over on the side in like the second row, I believe, with Bucks floating around nearby. And the last race has gotten to the halfway mark, which is half a mile. They are about half a mile away from you in this uh, semi-oval track when out of the woods that kind of surround this area, a bunch of beasts had appeared and attacked the riders and the horses that are on the other side of this track from where you are. Jonathan, you saw enough to be able to pick out some details. There seemed to be about four of them, large blue-tinted beasts with multi-legs. And you did see one of the gray horses, specifically the Salember horse that was in the race, seemed to rear back in fright as these things have attacked and has not removed and, and appears by your keen vision to have turned to stone. And for the moment, the stands, everybody in the stands have stood up. You hear people screaming. You hear some townsfolk starting to cry out as other people have noticed what's going on, even if they don't quite understand. You do notice that the clumps of some of the more uh, well-known houses that even if you don't know who exactly they are, you can tell by their colors and by the, the crests that they're wearing, and they're all kind of surrounded by their own guards. Some of those houses have gotten up and the guards have started to usher those nobles away very quickly. You've got a moment or two. Carlton, I'd like you to roll a perception check to see as you're attuning to this, if you even notice what's going on, what would the rest of you like to do? 11. I'm pretty into this hat. Yeah, with an 11, you hear some screaming, but you really, you, you're not sure whether it's what kind of screaming it is. And like you if kind it's of cheering think, or frightful. Yeah, is it, maybe one of the horses stumbled or something. Like, it does kind of sound a little more panicked than you would normally hear from a crowd at a horse race, but it definitely, you're not quite sure what's going on. How about the rest of you? What are you doing? I guess I'm sitting with I'm sitting with Travancore, right? Yep. Yep. The two of you are next to each other and your respective beasts are in front of you on the ground. I guess I look over him and I'm like, I look at him. I look at the racetrack and I'm like, I guess we're going to do this thing, aren't we? Might as well. Guess so. Okay. Let's let's find the wizard and, and the orc and let's do this thing. Uh, I... Try to identify the thing. I had a disappointing hot dog, so let's just fight something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you're going to try to identify what you're seeing, go ahead and roll a nature check. Nature. Okay, I get a 22. Okay. You've never seen these beasts before, but your studies into the arcane have definitely taken you down the basilisk route. And while it's a little frightening to see these things in action, you very quickly, between the multi-legs and the blue hint of the, the hue of the, the beast, and what seems to have happened to at least one of the horses out there, you're pretty sure this is a basilisk. All right, guys, um, these things could turn us into stone, so be careful. Uh, this would probably be the time for any kind of saves. I, I, I know about these creatures, but I'm not sure exactly 
what they might do to us. So if we can steel ourselves against their stony gaze. I might have that covered. Jonathan, with that 22, with that 22, you do know that the, the petrifying gaze of these creatures is a locked eyes thing. So they get close enough. And if you lock eyes with this creature, or if you're able to look into its eyes, they can turn you to stone. So you have, you do know that the best way to avoid being turned to stone by these creatures is to not look at them. Yeah, just or avert your gaze. Butt. Don't. Yeah, look at the butt. The butt. Look at the I butt. don't think can turn you to stone. Wait, what if you look at the butt eye? Uh, that since that is not an eye, we just call it that because it looks like an eye, but it's not actually an eye. It's actually a hole. So okay. I, I think you'll be okay. Okay, I'm gonna look at. You're its turned butt. into something else if you look at its butt. Fire before you see the whites of their eyes. Jonathan, I'm assuming at this point you've gotten up and kind of wound your way through the stands because you were not next to Travancore and Bernie. Yes, I say, Bucks, uh, get out of here. Come back in 10 minutes, but, but get as far away as you can for now. I don't, I don't want that thing looking at you. He flies, as is his normal custom, 99 feet in the no, opposite no, he's direction. Get, I, I'm telling him to go away completely oh. for, for 15 minutes. I don't want him anywhere near these things. Do, do you want him to like kind of tap me on the shoulder before he disappears? Uh, Sure. I don't know that I would think to do that. So no, he flies away. Okay. All right, Bucks takes off in the opposite direction. Uh, you feel his wishing you luck as he flies away. Jonathan, you wind your way through this panicked crowd and manage to kind of get next to your friends. You relay this information to Bernie and Travancore, and I'd like the three of you to roll perception checks. Okay. Actually, hold on. Before we do that, I'm going to cast Bless. Okay. Since I don't think that is is Carlton thirty feet away. Yeah, he's within thirty feet. He's under the stand, so he's actually not terribly far away from you. He's just kind of like right behind My, you. I, about I, don't ha- I don't have a direct feet. route. I have to kind of snake out, so it's going to be longer for me to get out there. But in re- in a radius to you, I'm probably a lot closer. Is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Right. He is within he is within 30 feet. You can just you know he that he's under the bleachers. You've all kind of stood up. Thanks to your height, Bernie, you're able to, to kind of see under the bleachers and you can see him. He's only about 15 feet away, but he's oh, in that under case, the bleachers. Carlton! Carlton! Oh, yep. Yeah, what's up, little buddy? There's things and there's stones. They have legs. I recall legs. I think lots of them, a few of them more than normal. Um, slithery a bit? Blue? Were they blue? I don't know. We're going to be fighting things, dear. It behooves you to come out here and stop playing with that hat. And also, also don't look at them. Don't look at, no, don't look at them. Don't think look at their England. eyes. <laughs> Close your eyes and think of England. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that is the place we could go to, I Sorry. guess. Sorry. That's like, a really weird 19th century joke. <laughs> Somebody out there gets that that's a sex joke. And oh, I appreciate no, no, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to cast Bless. Okay. Because it's going to make us be able to, like, do things. Attack rolls and saving throws. Oh, I guess it lasts only up to a minute, and we're not we're not doing anything like that yet. So I'll just do that when it's time. Are you guys ready to okay. fight yet? Do you want to fight now? 
Because if we're going to roll initiative, I'm going to cast Bless. But if it's going to, we're going to dawdle around for like 10 fucking minutes. I'm not going to waste a spell slot. Let's roll. Actually, before you guys do that, I need Travancore, Bernie, Jonathan, and if they would like Cocos Newton Shadow to roll some perception checks. Uh, while you do that, Bernie has shouted out these instructions to Carlton. Carlton, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to set the lovely top hat on my head and be like, we'll come back to this. Uh, and then I'm going to grab Life Cutter and I'm going to start making my way out of the, uh, from under the bleachers. Oh, it has a name? Oh, yes. Like, all right. So there is Skull Splitter and Life Cutter. Skull Splitter is the axe. Life Cutter is the halberd. All right. I have named them. You know, why not? It was a very long a ride on the like long Samuel. road. <laughs> all right. Are you heading? So if you look at the, uh, the kind of the map that's in front of you with all the people. All the people are in the bleachers. You're under the bleachers. You are facing to the west. You can go uh, north to your right or south to your left to kind of go around the bleachers. Which way would you like to go? Uh, through the people. <laughs> no, uh, I guess kind of north to the right because that seems I'm going to get up to where I, I'm, I'm kind of the go in head first kind of guy. So I'm going to take the shortest route possible. So I guess it okay. looks like north to the right. Yeah, it looks like about the same amount, but you've seen all of your friends have kind of gone into the bleachers from the north. So you start to move around that way. You get about to there. Jonathan, what's your perception? Uh, It is a four. And Bernie? I got a nat 20 plus five. Drink! drink. drink. Everyone drink. So nat 20 for Bernie. Did Coco Snoot roll? Or Coco was Snoot rolled a six. Coco's okay. Newt sucks at this. <laughs> Coco's Newt is looking at you for instruction and not at anything else. Uh, Travancore and Shadow. Travancore rolled a 15. Shadow rolled a 17. Okay. Bernie, Travancore, and Shadow, you're looking across at where this battle is going, taking place about a half mile away from you, a little bit less because of the, the shape of the, the racetrack. And the three of you take a second with your knowledge of how these kind of battles go and kind of your sixth sense to actually look around and not just at the battle. And you look over to your left, which would be to the south, just in time to see out of the trees on the south side, near where these stands are, more of these creatures appear. You see four of them come scuttling out of the trees, hissing in anger. And the people on the far left side of the stands start to scream and panic. Some of them are already gone. Oh, I picked the wrong side. Damn it. <laughs> Some of them are already gone because they uh, were part of the houses that kind of started to very quickly leave when shit got real. And you just see mass panic as these four creatures come out of the forest you now get a, a much closer view as these basilisks are now attacking you guys and everybody in the stands and i need everybody to roll initiative Ooh. roll yeah. initiative is time to shine hey question do shadow and i have separate initiative rolls now <laughs> yes yes you do okay just making sure yep you you guys have separate fuck initiative. me god damn it <laughs> Oh, shit, these things are like ugly fucking iguanas with like fire eyes. Don't look directly at them. Well, look at the I butts. looked them up on Google. Look at the butt. It's not like a weeping angel. It's not like the image of it. They are really ugly, you guys. Like these are They so are very ugly. They come hissing out 
as they get closer, Jonathan is has reminded you to basically not look at them. Well, it kind of looks like an iguana had sex with a warthog. And and that was a hate fuck. Like that wasn't love. No, that, that was, was just not like love. no. As as Miss Tina Turner would say, what does love got to do with it? Got to do Absolutely with it. Absolutely nothing at this point. Say it again now. <laughs> Different song. Sorry. <laughs> okay, let's get some initiatives, Jonathan. Uh, it, I rolled a a five. Roll a five. It happens. Okay, Carlton. Uh, twenty one. And Bernie. I got a three. And Shadow. Shadow got an 18. And 18. And Travancore? 22. Uh, we will say Bucks is not in the initiative order because he fled. So, Bernie, I'm not giving Coco Snoot a separate initiative, but you are not currently on Coco Snoot. It will take five feet of your movement. I don't think it takes an action to actually board Coco Snoot. No. Can I, like, look no. at him real quick and be like, Coco Snoot, cover your eyes? Because I imagine, you know how dogs can do that thing where they, like, playfully put a paw above their face? And they go, hmm. I imagine he's trained to do that. <laughs> Roll an intelligence check. We'll, we'll, I'll let you do this before the, the fight begins. Intelligence. Oh, good. I have a singular plus one to intelligence. It's more than a, a nothing. I got an eight. You remember Carlton giving you a list of commands that this dog knows. The problem is it's it's fairly extensive because he is trained as a military beast. So you you think you know that there is a way to get him to avert his gaze because this would be a you know basilisks aren't the only thing in where looking directly at them could be harmful. But you're not sure if you remember what the actual command is. Now, if you want to start shouting stuff to him on your turn, you absolutely can. Okay. You also do remember the command to send him away, kind of the same way Jonathan sent Bucks away. You do know of the flee command and where Coco Snoot will basically do a very similar thing to what Bucks is doing. He will flee the battlefield for a certain amount of time and hide. And then after about an hour, he will come back out and try to find you. So in the event that you were ever unable to leave, you could actually tell him to run and then come back. So you do remember that command, but you don't quite remember the avert your gaze. That being said, Travancore, you're up first. You see these four beasts exit the forest, and what would you like to do? I instruct Shadow to close his eyes immediately. And okay. on top of that, I think I want to use one of my new spells. Uh, I want to use Spike Growth. I'm going to cast Ooh. it, I guess, towards the uh, the two in the middle. I want like the epicenter to be like basically between those two guys all the way in the back. They're right next to each other. Okay, so you're going to look at that spot? or I'm what, looking specifically me... at that spot and very careful not to look anywhere near their faces. I've been looking at their feet this whole time. On a point with it. Okay, so yeah, you can actually designate a spot. You don't actually have to designate a creature. So yeah, you just cast it. It doesn't look like you actually have to do anything. So what? what's the center point for this thing? It's a 20-foot radius centered on a point within range, and your range is 150 feet. So you can put this I can this cast thing it anywhere in... within 150 feet, but once I actually <laughs> cast it, much. got it. Okay, so let me uh, do my little drawing thing here. Perfect. 
Okay. Uh, when a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. The transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area at the time of the spell is cast. Okay, so these guys, because they're all in this area, they obviously notice what's going on, but they're in it. And they're gonna have to move through it and take a whole bunch of damage. That's your action. Anything else you'd like to do? That's it. For once, I'm not shooting arrows. Carlton, you are up next. You currently can't see anything except a whole mass of really upset people in your way. Okay, uh, I'm gonna kind of banana around. So What's I your can... speed? 40. So we'll say you get to there, you get 15 feet, and then you can see, you've heard Jonathan give these instructions about not looking directly at these creatures, and now you can see them, and you can see your friends. Okay, I'm gonna charge up to them, the rest of my movement, as far as I can get. So that's 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. That is as far as you can get, unless you would like to dash. Um, no, I'm going to ready uh, Life Cutter, uh, so that if any of them come within 10 feet of me, they're going to get uh, cut. I'm like, okay. Car- Carlton's going to cut a bitch. Uh, it is Shadow's turn. Shadow has, he's heard Travancore's instructions to not look at these creatures directly. What would you like him to do? So I have a question about my spike growth. Would that affect anyone, our guys who move into that range? I did, it wasn't really specified on. I have this big creature. So it says uh, when a creature moves in or within the area. So yes, that means anybody. Ooh. And is it visible? Any creature or no? Uh, any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom. So actually, everybody saw this happen except for you, Carlton. Uh-oh. Can I make that throw to see if now that I'm up here in the front? Uh yeah. Go ahead and make your perception check while uh, Travancore figures out what Shadow's gonna do. 14. Are there any, like, spectators or, like, people left there? They have all, like, bailed already. Oh, no. You see all those people? All those people around you? There's about a good dozen people who haven't yet fled. I want Shadow to roar as loud as he can to sort of scare people into moving away with that idea. Not, like, actually attack anybody, but look like he's, like, just trying to encourage them to get the hell out of here. And to move specifically... Okay. Yeah. Real quick, so, Carlton, what'd you roll in your perception check? 14. So yes, your spell save DC is 14. Carlton just barely notices that manages. the ground is spiky. Yeah. Okay. With all that out of the way, I would like Shadow to roll an intimidation check. Ooh. Oh god, bears are not charismatic. I feel like he should get a bonus on this cuz he's a fucking bear. Yeah, unless he looks like Smokey the Bear. Only you can prevent forest fires. Even Smokey the Bear, if he went full-on bear roar, that would be pretty fucking intimidating. Only you can prevent basculus petrification. <laughs> Here we go. Five. <laughs> okay. Shadow gives a really good roar, and it is just ground-shakingly loud, but the people around you... You came in with Shadow, who has been sitting there docilely until this happened, and everyone's kind of grown used to having this this bear there. They've obviously seen some odd pets before. They are so concerned with the monsters that are coming to the left that either they don't even hear Shadow, or they're assuming that Shadow is roaring at the monsters and not at them. You do notice that the people in the stands... They seem to be trying to move away, but it's it's a crowd of people in a bunch of stands, and Shadow is just standing there roaring at them, so they, they're not really paying any attention to him. Do you want him to do anything else? That's going to be his action. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He doesn't have any movement. He has movement, though, still. 
He does have movement if you'd like to move. I'll have a move like as close as he can towards the basilisk with his eyes closed, using his sense of smell to figure out where these guys are. 5, 10, 15, 20. So he can move to there before he has to enter your your crazy spiky ground we'll, or yeah, anywhere along that. Yeah, we'll stop just shy of that. So Shadow will stay there and he'll, uh, on your instructions, keep his eyes averted. Jonathan, it's your turn. All right. Finally. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So where are these things? Oh. Oh, these things done fucked up. Oh. I say, uh, I, I take a quick look at where they are and I'm like, okay, do some math. Firewall! And I put a fireball at the back row to where it gets all of them. All right. And this is a dexterity saving throw? It what? is. Okay. Hopefully DC they're fat, not should fast. be... Let me go down and look here. 16. All right. The top one fails. The second one succeeds. The third one fails, and the fourth one fails. Okay, nice. so three of them fail, one succeeds. I know he'll st still take half damage. Go ahead and roll some fire damage. So many dice. All right, that's 31. All right, so three of them take 31 points of fire damage. You hear them <laughs> as the fire coats over their scales, and uh, a couple of the, the really hurt ones are, they almost look like they're set ablaze, uh, but they are also are still standing. Which one was the one that saved? The second one, right? Second one. Uh, so if, if we're going from the top down, yeah, the second one down saved. So he's going to take 15 points instead of the full 31. That's actually not, that's actually a pretty good roll. I'm trying to think what average would be. So that'd be 35, 70. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a above average roll. Woo! No, those are definitely good. All right, anything else? Uh, Nope. I I'm actually... I'm going to move back like four squares uh, to the to the east. Okay, so just four squares straight away from the basilisk. Yes. All right. Anything else? Ah, uh, that's it. Okay. It is time for all these really panicked people to go. You do see, as all of you are trying to keep your eyes averted from these these creatures, some of you do notice on the opposite side of the field this battle going on. It looks like one of the chargers, or one of the, the greys, the grey horses, has been turned to stone and its rider is currently running away. Two of the other horses, the gray ones, are fleeing, but one of them seems to be moving very slowly for what should be racehorses. The black charger and his rider, the rider has actually pulled out a sword and has engaged with the basilisks and seems to be doing a fairly good job of keeping them at bay. The crowd around you, they are all going to try to flee. I need a bunch of them to make saves. Oof. It's too bad your uh, your blessing isn't an aura, because then all of these people would get that for okay. for the saves that they're about to make. So there's about to be like a memorial statue garden right here. Well, well. Dang. <laughs> okay. <Damn. laughs> Never mind. These are some. Okay. Well, not that, not that guy. But okay. Uh, As you watch, most of these people manage they've looked at these creatures and then have turned and fled and so this mass of people start to run and are going to 
Some of them are trying to squeeze around. Okay, so this whole group of people, bunch of them have kind of pushed past you, fleeing in panic. They can't go backwards over the back. Two of the people seem to have gone ashen and are moving incredibly slowly. They're going to start streaming past you. Many of them are screaming. Some of them are in a panic. Some of them seem to be holding their composure. Two of them seem to be moving incredibly slowly. And Bernie, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Well, I'm going to put as a free action, put my hands over the eyeballs of my dog. <laughs> okay. Hey, Bernie, question for you. Did what? you take a priest pack when you when you started? Or do you yeah, have Yeah, I've got one of those. Now, like Queen Bay. Queen Bay being, like, all about bling and all that. Wouldn't your censor, which you burn your incense on, wouldn't that be, like, kind of blingy and mirrored? Sure. Oh, I see where you're going <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's an option. But right now I've got a dog. Okay, are you actually going to get on Coco Snoot and then cover no, his eyes? No, I'm just, just... going to be, like, Coco Snoot, lay down. And he obediently lays down. Coco Snoot, go to sleep. He gives you a kind of a curious look. Go to sleep, Coco Snoot. He puts his head down, but his eyes stay open. He's just continuing to look at you. It's it's obvious he's a little confused. Eyeballs closed. Uh, With all of the screaming, it's really hard for him to actually fall asleep. But he is obediently laying down at the moment. Does that mean it doesn't? Coco Snoot, turn and can I make him turn around and face like the opposite direction? Uh, You can lead him away if you would like, or you can order him to flee, and you can have him stay once you've moved him someplace. Those are all things that you know he can do. But can I just make him, like, face, like, you know how, like, some dogs have the command a little to the left? Well, I'll say this. If you want to spend your movement turning him around so he is facing towards Jonathan and lay him down, you can do that, but it will take your movement to do that. But not my, like, action. Not It won't be your action, All it'll right. be your movement. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. He is now facing towards Jonathan. You've ordered him to lay down again. There's, at this point, he's facing Jonathan, but, I mean, he could still look behind him, but he's not facing do the I direction see, of the Do basilisk. I see what, what's going on here? Do I see what she's doing? Absolutely. Okay. They're only 20 feet in front when of him. When I, at first opportunity, I'm going to say, here, boy, come here. Come here, Coco Snoot, come here. So he'll move towards me and keep looking this way instead of looking that way. Both Bernie and Jonathan, both of you would know Jonathan just calling to Coco Snoot wouldn't let wouldn't make him come without a command from Bernie. But Bernie, you do know you can send Coco Snoot to somebody. Coco Snoot, go to Jonathan. Yeah, and that okay. like I'm hoping that the here, co- come here, Coco Snoot, because I'm not sure if I would know that. But at least it signals to Bernie that, that that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So you you would kind of understand this. Bernie hears Jonathan calling this calling out to Coco Snoot and goes, yes, and, and orders Coco Snoot, who listens to Bernie implicitly. Uh, what's Coco Snoot's movement? Oh, it, it's enough to get him there. Perfect. Coco Snoot happily trots on over to you. He is very alert and wary. He knows that there is crap going on but he is paying attention and being a calm dog jonathan where would you like him to stand uh behind me i say go that that's good that actually no 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 in front of me that way he's focused on me uh so because if he goes behind me he'll switch around and he could look that way so i want him to be like 
right here looking at me going, oh, that's a good cook of schnoot. Oh, yes, you the beer that you were named after is so delicious. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, it's a good dog. Remind him that he's a baron. He's a good baron. <laughs> you're you're baron. an excellent baron. Baron von Kokoschnut. <laughs> Oh, yes. You are able to use your movement and what you remember to send Coco Snoot to Jonathan and you you can also, if you'd like, call him out to sit or lay down in front of Jonathan, if you'd like. Coco Snoot, lay down. And so he'll do that. That was your entire movement, we'll say. Uh, you still can do your action or a bonus action. What would you like to I, do? I'm going to avert my gaze. I'm going to keep my gaze averted and I'm going to cast Bless. Well, you're not casting Bless on the Basilisks, right? No. Okay. Casting it on us. Perfect. Gonna cast it as a second level spell so I can get all four of us. And now that whenever all four of us make an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, you can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. Sounds good. That's everything. I'm just gonna put my hands over my eyes and be like, nope. (laughs) All right. It is the Basilisk's turn. So first, these guys are going to charge forward through the spiky growth. Uh, So when a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. So let's start with this guy. I'm going to move them and then we'll we'll do the damage. And Travancore, I'll have... So he's going to move to there. So Travancore, I need you to roll 4d4 for him. Okay. He's going to take 10 damage. Uh, this guy, or these two, they are super not happy. That one only gets to there. You can go ahead and roll 2d4, or, um, 2, 4, you can roll 8d4 for him. Okay. And he is going to take 25 damage. Oh! Oh, Damn, That is spiky! Yeah. Uh, let's see. This guy... That is so fucking prickly. Uh, go ahead and roll 4d4 for this guy. Okay. That's going to be six damage. Uh, not so good. Ooh, yeah. yeah. But he was all pretty bang, burned up anyway, so. Yeah, all but the guy directly All but the guy just did 24, yeah. <laughs> so that all right, and then that one is going to move the full 20 feet, and so that's going to be 8d4. Okay. And 18 damage on them. All um, right. Are the ones next to, like, kind of near Shadow, are those within my 10 feet? They're not exactly on that line, but I'm just going to check, because I have my reach weapon. Yep, the one that's to the the furthest um, down is not because there's actually stands there and there is a a person okay who's having trouble moving. But the the one that's above that's uh, the top one is within ten feet. All right, uh, he's gonna get my readied halberd. Okay, are you going to look at him or are you gonna avert your gaze? If I avert, I'm probably gonna have disadvantage, aren't I? You are going to be at disadvantage to attack because you are not looking at him. Uh, can I look at his feet or his butt? I'm still looking at him, but not his head. Yeah, if you avert your gaze, if you are not looking at him, then you will be at disadvantage for the attack. All right, it's an attack. It's a basically, basically, I'm gonna treat this as an attack of opportunity. So, because they're not gonna be able to attack, okay. so I'll avert. So, with disadvantage, you said. It's with disadvantage. Fuck! Boom! Nice. Wait, I'm at 12. disadvantage. Oh, yeah. oh no! Drink. Hold on! Hold on! No. Oh, we have to confirm. No. Sad drinking. I was like, hold if- on. I was hold like, on. it better not crit. It better not crit. And it fucking crits. <laughs> okay, hold on. No, no. You're going to crit again. Well, no. For the attack of opportunity, he only gets one attack. So what? So what's the... It's obviously it the natural 20. Does not count. Does not hit. Uh, so the disadvantage is 12. 
Sadly, that does not hit. You're, There's a bear in my way. They've just moved into your range. You're averting your gaze from them, and you kind of swing yeah, wide. Yeah, so I'm hit averting anything. so and so I don't hit shadow. I kind of go a little wide. Yeah. Doesn't that mean Shaggy's um, allowed to do too? No, because I readied in action. Yeah, All Carlton right. readied in action oh, at okay. the beginning of this round. Gotcha. All right, so the two of them can't really do anything because they're just basically trying to get out of the spikes. The northernmost one is going to try to bite Shadow. Oh. That's going to hit. That's a 23 to hit. Yep. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Uh, Carlton, did you add your D4 to that? Oh, attack? I did not. Uh, well, you can do that next round. Uh, I don't think it would have been. 13 piercing damage to Shadow from this bite. Oh, boy. The one to the south is going to reach out towards the... There's the villager who's right there who seems to be moving slowly and gone ashen. And uh, he's going to reach out and try to bite her. <laughs> he's actually going to miss. Despite the fact that she is moving super slow, he is going to just whiff. And that ends their turn. It is the top of round two. At this point, I need everybody to roll perception checks. Here we go. Ten. Carlton got an eleven. Uh, Travancore? Twenty-three for me, seventeen for Shadow. And Bernie? I got a fourteen, and uh, <laughs> apparently my dog got a nineteen. Okay. Bernie, you notice Cocos Newt suddenly look towards the east, so down and Travancore and Shadow, you guys hear what he is reacting to, which is the sound of what it sounds like more of these creatures and some of the villagers that had fled in that direction, even though they should be far enough away to be safe, you now hear them screaming. Oh, boy. But you don't see anything. Travancore, it's your turn. What would you like to do? All right. Well, continuing to avert my gaze, I am going to hit one of these cats with uh, the first one. Actually, no, the second one, the one that took the least damage with the arrow. Okay. So this will be with disadvantage if you are averting your gaze. Yeah, and I get the plus four because I still have less on me, though, right? Is that for, for damage or for plus the roll? Plus D4. For, yeah, plus oh, for, for the attack. attack. Oh, for the attack. Never mind. Okay. Got it. Lowest roll is 18. Will that hit? That'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. All right. So that'll do six damage. Now, I guess I'm going to move back about. 10 feet. Make it 15, actually. 15 feet. Okay, so you move straight back. You kind of nudge around Bernie and hang back a little bit. Uh, anything else? I want to call Sh Shadow back, too. He has an opportunity to react during my turn. Well, he has an opportunity on your turn if he can see you. But I'm, ahead and... of, I'm behind him, so he can't see me. Uh, well, he's in visual range. Okay. He can see you. Gotcha. But it's he can't move. He can only, like, attack or something. He can make a melee attack as a reaction on your turn if you want him to. Now, if he takes a reaction, that means he doesn't get any attack of opportunities. That's his reaction for the for the round. You know what? Yeah, Shadow's going to attack um, the one in the upper, above him and to the left, I guess. The one that attacked him? Yes. Yeah, revenge. Okay, is he, is he going to keep his gaze averted? Yes, he is. So disadvantage. And disadvantage. So does Bernie's Bless apply to Shadow too or no? It was just the four of us. That's fine. Um, I'll take the disadvantage. All right, so he's going to go for a bite. Travancore and Shadow just got so much more complicated. Well, 20 not natural and 20 not natural. Didn't matter. Shit. So I'm pretty sure he's going to hit. <laughs> nice. chomp down. That does hit. All right. Four damage. Shadow in a retaliatory attack uh, reaches out and snaps down on this basilisk. And this basilisk is looking, they're all looking pretty hurt. But this one that he just attacked is now looking very hurt. Um, that is the end of your turn. Carlton, what would you like to do? Psst, psst. Hey, guys. Guys. What? Rage. So I'm going to rage. 
I'm going to go. Okay. Uh, I could still hit, hit the guy right there, right? The one above uh, Shadow. The one that Shadow just attacked? The the furthest one? North, up. yes. Top. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Are you going to avert your gaze? Mm, yeah. Let's try one without, and if it fails horribly, then I'm going to start looking at him. But we'll try this one without. So go ahead and roll an attack with disadvantage. All right. So, all right, so the first one is a 27 and a 10 plus 4, 14. Uh, 14 does not hit. Once again, you like trying to get around shadow plus get this thing without looking at it. You just barely. You know what? Uh, I'm going to frenzy and I'm going to go ahead and try to get that bonus action attack as well. Still averting. Yes. Still not look. Uh, Still averting. Well, I got at least I got a 13. So a 13 is not going to hit. So I'm not even going to bother rolling the second dice to save time. Nah, sadly does not hit you. Next time this, I'm looking at this thing. It. I'm going to fucking fuck this guy. Would you like to move or do anything else? Uh. No, I mean, I, I'm kind of going to be the tank here uh, to protect my comrades. Uh, unless we're deciding that we don't want to deal with this. Is that why we're all kind of backing up? I thought we were trying not to get bitten. Yeah, that's that's why I'm backing up. I don't want to be... Some of us aren't tanks. Yeah, okay. Yes. That's, that's why I was just checking. Because there's two things. There's one, it's get away from the tank so the tank can tank. And there's the get the fuck out back up. And I'm just making sure it's the let the tank tank and not get the fuck out back up. I wouldn't have thrown a fireball if we were getting the fuck out. Yeah, Carlton, in a frenzied rage, all you can think about is the fact that you've still got Shadow next to you, and Shadow's all you need. Let's go, bear buddy. Speaking of Shadow, it is his turn. What would he like to do? So Shadow's going to try and finish off that guy in the upper left-hand corner. Okay, is he going to avert his gaze? He's still going to avert his gaze. All All right, roll with disadvantage. No, well, I'm guessing the six isn't going to do it. Sadly, no. Uh, Once again, he is... He, he was able to kind of bite down on this thing, but now he's just kind of whiffing. All right. Anything else? Well, I'm guessing if he withdraws, he's going to get two attacks of opportunity from the guys that are within his range. Yes, he will. So he's staying put. So I think I'm done. Jonathan, it is your turn. I think to my knowledge of these creatures real quick, if you already fail, if you're already starting to turn to stone, is that a continuing process or do you have to or do does eye contact have to be maintained? From what you remember, once you have, once it has basically hexed you and you start to turn to stone, you have a very limited amount of time to save yourself. And if you don't, no matter what you're looking at, you will turn to stone. Okay. You do know there are ways to be unturned, to be unpetrified, but once you have to... Once you've been marked by that creature, you've a very limited amount of time to stop yourself from turning to stone. Okay. Uh, that I was going to try and put those villagers to sleep and save them, but that apparently will not work. No. To answer that specific question, you know that will not. It won't stop them from turning to stone. Right. They'll just be asleep when it happens. Hmm. So what would you like to do? I am thinking about that. <laughs> I've got several options. I wish I had a smaller fireball to get all these guys because I don't want to. Bl- if there's another group out there, I don't want to blow another fireball on these jabroni and these rubes. This lot. Oh, I know what I can do, and this may carry over to the next fight. I am going to cast flaming sphere behind them. Okay. Ooh, I get to pull out the flaming sphere. I haven't done that in a while. This is I exciting. know it's been a bit. Okay, where are you? Where exactly are you putting it? it, it I'm going to be moving it anyway, but it's going to end up in between the top two uh, monster basilisks, so like in the corner that they share. So like I okay. cast it and then I move it there 
and I'm going to attempt to ram it into the topmost one that everyone's been uh, been wailing on. Are you going to avert your gaze? Fortunately, it's not an attack. It is, it, he needs to make a dexterity saving throw, I believe. Let me double check that here. Yes, it makes, they must make a save. So you're slamming it into that top guy. He makes a dexterity saving throw. He is going to roll a 10. I don't think that saves. No, it does not. So he is going to take 10 damage. Nice. Uh, that one goes up in more flames and dies. Yes. Falls over, hissing and steaming and dead. All right, uh, that is, I'm going to start trying to move around. I'm going to get to where I am right next to Bernie. Okay, uh, so you will be going up into the bleachers at that point. You're also going to be like five feet above her. Is that okay? Oh, that's fine. Okay. I'm not going to stay there. All right, uh, it is the villager's turn. The two that seem to be turning to stone, both of them very quickly as Jonathan, as you come around, you see the horror on their face just freeze as now two statues are standing there in place. Oh, okay. Most of the rest of the group that was over here managed to run away. At least four more of these kind of flee. Five more, I should say. One of them has made the mistake of looking back, and you can see that she is now moving incredibly slowly. Uh, those of you who take a moment to look at the opposite side of the field where this fight is going on, you can see that the rider of one of the horses, you think it's the one that actually got turned to stone, is has been pounced on by one of these basilisks, and it's just tearing into him with two claws. You can hear his screams from across the way. The black charger and his rider have actually cut down one of the other basilisks and is starting to engage the other two. There seem to be four of them over there. You have no sight of the other two riders. Um, and it is Bernie's turn. Okay. I am gonna cast Spiritual Weapon. Ooh. I am going to it's going to form for Carlton's sake, a giant mirror. Okay, where would you like to put it? I want to put it right in front of the face. See, you know how they make like this little L? See that like fourth Oh, so right in front of Shadow. Mm, let me see something real quick. Spiritual weapon. I mean, I can just do my regular attack with this thing. It's cool. Um, Chester's on standby. It does have this nice, like, beautiful, like, it, it. you know how, like, you have those mirrors that are, like, you hold up? Like, the little hand mirrors? And it has this nice, beautiful, like, on the back of it, this, like, inlay, and it's this nice, beautiful, like, C, and it says, like, I mean, ultimately, you could, if you can't do a mirror for whatever reason, you could always do, like, a super shiny, like, sword or axe so that it has the same effect. Well, no, yeah, the spiritual I mean, weapon's not actually going to reflect it. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah, so I'll say this. You can create a mirror, but it is not reflective. You, you, But it's a gorgeous mirror, and you do know that you can still make a melee attack with this thing uh, like you normally would. All right, I'm going to attack shit. Shit, 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 double shit. Do you know what I didn't think about? I didn't think about the fact that I could have been in flank. No, I really can't. Not really being flanking. Flanking is for tanks. 
Whatever. So I'm the spiritual make... weapon does flank. We the did determine that. The spiritual weapon does flank. So I'm going to make this attack. Okay. Ag- against which one? Against the one that's right in front of it. Okay. And are you going to avert your gaze? I'm averting my gaze. So this is with disadvantage. This is with disadvantage. So we're just going to... Ha-ha! Well, <laughs> Boom! Really. Nice. So, either way, it's a 20. So it's either a natural 20 or an unnatural 20. Uh, sadly, you don't get the crit, but you do get the hit. Just to be safe, audience, drink. Yeah. Drink. Absolutely, just to be safe. This Everyone is one of the very drinking. few times where I'm not annoyed by the term natural 20 or unnatural 20. <laughs> this is why we say these things. This is the this, exact But this reason. is the only time! <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take 14 mirror damage. Nice. All right. Uh, he looks super hurt. The mirror basically comes up in front of this basilisk and kind of like when you take a pan and you hit it against something and it has that kind of dull boom sound, it does that. And this, this creature is reeling. It is still standing, but it's super hurt. All right. So I can, as a bonus action, move my spectral weapon. Okay. And I'm going to move it to be in diagonal flanking with the, bas- the basilisk below me and the bear. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, how many feet of movement can you move the thing? Twenty Up to 20 feet. Okay, since I'm averting my gaze and this gives me advantage, they just cancel each other out and I just have regular? Yes. Does an 18 hit? An 18 does hit. Yes. Go ahead and roll damage. Ah! Yes! 16! Max 16 damage. damage. 16 right. mirror damage. You smack this other one upside the butt. It's been so concerned with the statue in front of it and the bear that it doesn't even hardly turn as this mirror comes up and is looking massively hurt, but it is still standing. Can I do my movement barely. now? I get to move, right? You can move, yes. I'm just going to run up to where Coco Snoot is. All right, you run on over to Coco Snoot. It is the basilisk's turn. Well, they definitely want to get away from the flaming sphere. Uh, So this one is going to do that and move to there. And they're moving out of your uh, thorny patch, so they no longer are taking damage. Uh, This one is going to climb up into the stands. Jonathan, he's actually going to move up to you. And this one is going to move five. No, he's smart enough. Okay, he's going to move to there. All right, the three of them are actually smart enough to not get distracted by easy prey or food. And they're going to move towards the stuff that's attacking them. The one on shadow. That's a 22 versus AC. That'll hit. (laughs) Fortunately, this thing is super hurt, and so Shadow is only going to take five piercing damage. That's a lucky bear. Yeah. The one that moved around the statues is going to go after Carlton. Uh, 23 versus AC? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. He's also super hurt, so he doesn't... Six is nine piercing damage, which you'll have. Right, so raging, yep, so that's five. And the one on Jonathan, 19 versus AC. Uh, that'll hit. You're going to take eight piercing damage and then all three of you are going to take six 
poison damage uh, as this, uh, these things bite down into you and release this burning poison. It doesn't turn you to stone, but you you feel poison seep through their fangs. Yeah, I'm not resistant to poison. Sadly, no. It's also at this point, Bernie, you can now see what all the screaming was about. Three more of these things have come from behind you guys and are rushing up, attacking any of these villagers who are in the way. And that ends their turn. Uh, Travancore, it is your turn. Okay, I'm looking at the one of these guys on the left who is the least hurt. Which one is that? That's going to be the one that moved up on Carlton is the least hurt. All right, I'm gunning for that. Go for the hurt ones. Well, I'm thinking, the hurt ones. But I'm thinking my guy's more powerful. Well, because Shadow can always do cleanup on the other guy. What I'm saying is, even if you lower him, if you don't kill him outright, that's, right. that's still three of them that'll hit us on their turn. All right, that's a good point. Okay, in that case, I'll go for the one that Shadow was uh, going after, the one that's just on top of Shadow. Okay, are you going to avert your gaze? I'm, yes. And I was going to say, Travancore would protect Shadow first. Right. All right, you so uh, attack with disadvantage, because you're averting your gaze. Okay. 24 and 26. Not that it mattered. So 24. <laughs> you are you are going to hit. Go ahead and roll Pretty damage. Pretty lucky today. That's going to do 12 damage. Oh, max damage. Wow. All right. This one, just after he's sunk his jaws into shadow, pulled back and your arrow pierces it through its neck. It gurgles and dies. Huzzah! Uh, anything else? Shadow gets a reaction, so maybe he's going to try and bite the te- sink his teeth into the one that's next to Carlton. He can do that if you'd like. All right. If he's going to avert his gaze, he does need to roll with disadvantage. Correct. All right, so first roll, 17. Second roll, uh, six. That's not going to do it. Nah, he is distracted by the one that you just killed, and he isn't able to kind of turn around in time and clamp down. Mm. Oh, well. Anything else? Nice try, Shadow. Nah, um, actually, Travancore is going to move back another 15 feet. Okay, so you kind of squeeze past Bernie. As you get to there, you now clearly see the things you had heard attacking before. Three more of these basilisks have come from basically behind the stands and are just going after anything that moves that they can get their their claws on. Carlton, it is your turn. I'm looking at this motherfucker. I, I You are. I, I am raging. I'm going to look at him. I'm not averting. Carlton, at this point, would be his rage would have fulfilled him that he keeps missing. So you said it was a constitution? I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Plus the d4. Uh, 28. Okay, you stare into its beady eyes and you feel this wave come out of its eyes into your skull and you just kind of shake it off in your rage and foam at the mouth and grin back at it. I say, don't you fucking look at me. Don't you fucking look at me. And then I'm going to melee attack. Okay. That's going to crit fail. Yeah, well, I'm going to go reckless then. Okay. Uh, an unnatural 20, so the first one will hit, and that will hit for 19. All right. As this thing obviously tries to turn you to stone, you bring down the halberd and just stab it right into one of those beady little damn eyes, and as you pull the halberd out, it falls over dead. All right, uh, then I'm going to then rush over to the one next, or can I get behind it into flanking? What's your movement? Uh, 40. And 50. Yes, you definitely can. I do that. Are you going to look at it? I'm going to look at his butt. Uh, are you going to avert your gaze? I guess. Yes. Binary yes. choice, motherfucker. Right, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm looking. I'm going to attack full on. So All right, con I saving need to make throw. another consultation saving throw since it's All another. Right. It's an 11, but I get the D4. 
It is a 15. Dear God, please, 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 please. Uh, you feel that same wave wash over you, and it's stronger this time, but you still manage to shake it off. All right. Uh, and so my first attack hit with that guy, so I'm still frenzied. I'm still reckless. So I get my extra attack, which is going now. Uh, a 19 and crit fishing. A 22. All right. The second one, uh, you push the halberd forward into that butt, into that third eye that you have been looking at. And as you pull oh, it out and it's... Damage yet. I was crit fishing. Uh, yeah, this thing had one hit point. Okay. <laughs> what so, if he fails on his... It's impossible for me to get less than one. You could, yeah. So you you poke the thing with the halberd, you pull the halberd out and some of its intestines, and it dies. Um, do we still have enough movement to get to that third one down here by the villagers? No, the so that was, uh, let me, 5, 10, 15. So you've moved half your movement, but you've had to move up into the stands. Difficult terrain. Uh, 20, 20. It's not difficult terrain, but you're kind of up and down, and you can't move straight towards it. You basically have to go down and around. Okay. So if you wanted to start to move in that direction, you can get to there. Okay. And that's basically where the stands end. And you that's end. what I was going to say. If I couldn't get to it directly, I was going to say, put me between it and my allies. All right. Well, that's as close as you can get. I think that's everything. Shadow, it is your turn. Oh, boy. All right. So Shadow being uh, much better now that there's no, like, uh, Basilisk on for the first time in a while is actually going to try and use as much of his movement as possible to get in front of Travancore. He only has about, like, 30, I believe. So he's not going to make it all the way, but as close as he can to, 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 me, to Travancore. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. He can get to there with 30. Okay. That'll do it. Can, all right. Can Bears dash? No, bears can't dash. Okay. As bonus action? Nah. It's not on his... Uh... Or as their action, I mean. Hey, Travancore, look into that while it's Jonathan's turn. Double check that. He might be able to dash. Okay. Okay, so we have we have assholes uh, in and amongst the crowd then, right? Yes. There are these three that basically the crowd has started to rush in this direction. Three more have obviously appeared and... Like sheepdogs and sheep, the crowd is now shifting and moving, and it looks like most of the ones that haven't already moved down past these guys are starting to skid to a stop and rush back towards Travancore and Bernie and, to try to get away from these guys. Okay, I'm going to move the Flaming Sphere uh, 30 feet towards the back one. It's not going to make it. It's a little bit short. Uh, and then all of these are unhurt, right? All three of these guys seem to be unhurt. Okay. Uh, well, dang it. Let's, let's get to hurting them. All right. How would you like to do that? I am looking at my best options. How does a cone work on a diagonal? It's basically one square, two squares, three squares. Okay, origin, for the diagonal. Origining from you. So if it's on the diagonal, it's one square, two squares, three squares. Okay, that's actually what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Maybe I am a just and kind DM. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. The world may never know. The problem is that it requires... I don't want to light people on fire, but I also want to light those things on fire. Yeah, I don't know if I have enough alchemy to put out people. I'm going to have to put myself in some pretty big danger. So I'm going to be like, Bernie, I'm about to hurt myself real bad. Where oh. are you going? I what? go... I don't know if you... You don't have enough right help here. to hurt yourself real bad. I go right there. What? All right, what's your, what's your movement? 30 feet. What, what? No, 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 no. Yeah, you can get there. All right, I get there. You run up to that spot. This is what being a hero is all about, Bernie, and I burning hands that guy. 
The one next to you? The one next to me. Oh, All right, is that an attack oh, or is that a saving throw? That is a saving oh. throw. You All right. uh, hopefully you're noticing a theme here. I I want to ask, what's the save? It should still be 16. Uh but I mean what what's the is it dexterity? Yes, dexterity. 13, he fails. He fails. So he is going to take he's going to take 11 damage. 11. And that was burning hands, so fire damage. Yes. He hisses, it hisses and in pain um, and is now very angry with you. Anything else? Nope. You're not a rogue. If I, if, if I could have gotten away, I definitely would have because I'm not in a good position. Oh, God. All right. So these villagers, all of them need to make saving throws. This is exciting. Statue garden, statue garden, plant it well, plant it well. Villagers are dying, villagers are dying. Turn to stone, turn to stone. Nope. That no, one gets away. <laughs> that one uh, fails. Lauren, do I notice of any of the villagers fleeing if any of them have red hair? Uh, you can look on your turn. Okay. It's all going to be gray hair as soon as they're done here. Oh, all right, boy. the ones that I'm moving far away have actually managed to run away, away? Away, away. Bravely ran away, away. Away, away? Away, away? Oh. oh. Drink. Uh, Drink for that the villagers. Oh, Super good. away. To the villagers. Nope. To the christening nope. of the new memorial garden. Nope. Nope. And nope. Okay. Five of them scatter and flee and manage to get out of sight, far enough to be out of sight and out of danger. The rest of these, the ones that are around you, are suddenly stricken gray and can only move a little bit as they attempt to move away from all these creatures. Uh, this one, she is kind of screwed. She's going to try to move away because she doesn't know. Oh, uh, this one tries to stumble away, is quickly pounced on by one of the basilisks who rakes her with, cl- with its claws and she falls over dead. Ugh. Off in the distance, you do notice the fight continues between the gentleman on the black charger and the two basilisks that are left. The basilisks continue to try to jump at this. There's two of them on the the gentleman on the black charger, and he's able to continue to slash at them um, and seems to be fending them off fairly well. The horse tries to trample. You can see that this is these are like the horses that were pulling the cart that you guys are on there. It's a much more uh, muscular, big warhorse type thing, and so uh, while it, it didn't seem to be as fast as the greys that it was uh, racing against, it seems to be doing a much better job of holding its own. Bernie, it is your turn. You watch as villagers try to flee in terror, and there are now suddenly a lot of them that are looking really bad. Alright, I'm going to cast Prayer of Healing Okay, as a third level spell. Because it's people I can see within range, up to six creatures, and that's going to include, very specifically, the bear, which is basically on death's door. Yep. Jonathan the Mad Muscular, muscular, fuck it, Doc. <laughs> I'm tired, y'all. Jonathan. I'm, I'm buzzed, so I have different problems. I have different also cognitive issues. Carlton, and then are there three villagers that I can help? Roll a nature check. Not really attuned with nature. Okay, I'm pretty attuned with nature. That was a 19. (laughs) 
what Jonathan has told you about what basilisks are and what they can do, uh, looking at what's going on, you don't think that these villagers are injured in a way that healing is going to help. The uh, process by which they're being turned to stone is going to require other magic. Ooh, excellent. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to heal the people I can heal. I didn't know if there were any of them that had been like bit or anything. The one that was bit is dead. Dead. Yeah, she dead. <laughs> she totally dead. She did not survive. She did. Um, nope. Okay, so I'm going to heal those three and I'm going to do it at third level because they are like fucking dying. I'm actually okay, but yeah. You guys are going to get 24 health back. Woo! All right, I'm back to max. Oh, yeah. That brings Shadow right back to full health. I think that's everybody back to yeah, it, it, I am full health again. I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna need every You're one welcome. of those hit points. Yeah, you are. And then as my bonus action, my little like dude, my little my little mirror is gonna just move twenty feet closer to the closest basilisk. It can get to there, and then on the next round, it can move basically straight across, just like Jonathan's flaming spear. It has to go one more yeah. south, and then it can go. All right, it is now the basilisk's turn. This one, uh, seeing the the newcomers, uh, is going to rush up on Travancore. Oh boy. One of them is already on Jonathan. And this guy is going to go after this guy over here because his prey is running away. Uh, so first, the one on the villager oh, rushes up and tries to bite at this villager. And whether out of cockiness, because it, it thinks that this villager is easy prey or what, it completely misses. Uh, the one on Travancore. <laughs> it it had a moment where it didn't know whether it wanted to go after that prey or that prey or that prey or that prey. And there's still this other villager there and it got totally distracted. Rolled a one. Failed miserably to attack anyone. Uh, and the one on Jonathan. Holy shit. <laughs> the one on Jonathan is still <laughs> shaking off the effects of uh, the burning hands. Tears in its eyes as it tries to clear its vision. And it rolls a one and fails miserably. And that ends their turn. Uh, top of the round, Travancore, it's your turn. You've got a basilisk in your face. I don't like basilisk in my face, so I am charging my flare bow when I fire this arrow at him. Are you going to avert your gaze? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Go ahead and roll your attack with disadvantage. Nine, but it's a natural one. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Between averting your gaze and it being right there, you fire this flare arrow and just sink it into the ground. It lights up the area and everybody kind of has to shield their eyes for a brief second, but you don't manage to hit. Oh, boy. And Shadow can't move. He can only attack things that are in his area when he reacts. So, yep. all right, I'm done. Carlton, it is your turn. All right, I'm going to go... First, I'm going to look around to see if any of the villagers uh, are redheaded. Uh, roll a perception check. 21. Several of the ones that have completely fled, you thought you caught uh, wispy red hair. Are you looking for females or males? Female. female. One okay. female in particular. Okay, you're looking for... Uh, if you're just looking for red hair kind of in the chaos, two of the women that managed to get away, you, you thought you remembered red hair. Of the nine that are standing nearby, three of them have red hair. Fuck. All right. Um, do any of them look like uh, the person from my past? Uh, you can't tell at this point because you're not really close okay. enough. And with the chaos of battle, you can right. you can pick out red hair, but you can't pick out much Facial. more than that. Okay. I'm going to go... Uh, go stare at the butthole of this 
Basilisk that's on Jonathan. Do you like to move into flanking? Yes. Okay, because you can do that. That is the flank. That is the butthole. Um, Are you going to avert your gaze? Nah, I'm, I'm going to roll the dice on this one. I've been pretty lucky. All right, roll a constitution saving throw. And this is when I roll a one, right? 18, and for shits and giggles, uh, so 22. Okay, you're feeling pretty confident about yourself, and now that you've kind of taken the hits of these guys' stare, you're able to shrug them off without a problem. All right, let's go get these couple of three attacks in. So first attack, a 26. That hits. All right, and that's going to do 10 damage. Okay. He's still up. Oh, yeah, he's still up. All right. Oh yeah, these guys weren't hurt at all. The second attack. This one, this one was hurt a little bit by Jonathan's flaming oh, hands. Oh, burning hands, but... right? Yeah. Does a sixteen hit? Uh, sixteen just barely hits. Yeah. All right, there it. we go. Uh, that's gonna be seventeen. Seventeen. Wow. Okay. I have one role in this fucking game, and that's hitting. I have one job. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's still a really good hit. Yes. He's still up. He is still alive. All right. He's getting that frenzied coming at him. Uh, and I'm going to do it recklessly, a 22 to hit, and that he's going to take hit. another ugh, 12. All right. You've lopped off several chunks of him, including one of his many legs, but he is still standing. Did I lop off any eyeballs? No. <laughs> Damn. I tried, guys. I tried, okay? All right. Uh, unless you want to do anything else, it is Shadow's turn. I want to poke him in the butt. <laughs> you you did several times and it hurt a lot. All right, so Shadow should have enough movement to be able to banana around the uh, the Stone Lady and enter into flanking with Travancore on the uh, on that one basilisk up top. He can do that. All right, he is now that he's in flanking, like the disadvantage and the advantage will cancel each other out, right? If he av- if he is going to avert his gaze, then yes, the advantage and the disadvantage will cancel each other out, and he'll just get the one roll. Yeah, he'll just avert his gaze, and he is going to do a to do a bite. Okay. Eleven. Sadly, no. Even even with the comfort of your presence there, giving him a little bit more of an advantage, he can't quite grasp onto this creature. All right. Um. Does Shadow rec- would Shadow recognize the drunk lady that Travancore was talking to? Oh, the one from earlier. Yeah. Yeah, he would probably remember that that lady. I want Shadow to check to see if he sees that lady in the crowd or in anywhere out there. He can't communicate it, but Shadow would know it. And I'm Shadow. Uh, I'll let him go ahead and roll a perception check. Okay. 22. <laughs> he looks around, kind of on your call, and he gazes off in the distance at a group of the men and women who managed to flee. Okay. I think uh, Shadow's done then. All right, Jonathan, you've got a basilisk on your butt. All right, uh, so Carlton chopped it up pretty good, right? Very good, yes. Our... He did a lot of damage. All right, well, let's- Carlton do good. Tr- tr- Carlton do good. I'm Yay. going to wheel the- The the sphere is going to go straight ahead and into the diagonal next to this thing. And okay. And it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, nine is not going to save. Oh, wow, they're negative one. Shit. Boom, 10 damage. All right, it's- Staring at you, staring at Carlton, hissing and sputtering, and then this flaming sphere, kind of out of nowhere, slams into its side, and it falls over dead. Woo! All right, and then if I were to throw some some spell attacks at this one that uh, that that uh, Travancore and and Shadow are flanking, would I get the flanking bonus as well since it's harried? I don't remember if we established that or not. If range stuff, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you the flanking bonus. Okay, then I will avert my gaze and 
try and hit this thing with a few scorching ray attacks. Go ahead and roll your attack. All right, uh, three incoming. All right, so my so my lowest is fourteen. Okay, actually, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, sorry. I'm blessed. Yes, you are blessed. Though you would think you did not know it. How about a sixteen? The sixteen hits. Okay. Yep. So my next lowest was 18. So, all right, that'll hit too. And that's without the bless. So, all right. So three, three bolts hit it. Takes 26 damage. Total? Total. All right. It hadn't really been touched yet. And now three scorching rays blast into its side. Chunks of scales go flying off, but it is still standing. Anything else? Uh, No. So like I summon the flaming sphere and it bowls over the, uh, the other one as it catches flame. And it's like, ah! And then I wheel around and I do this. I like partially cover my eye. I'm like, yeah. And I like, and I I managed to to hit them all. That makes such a good podcast. I I do this and then I do that. And then I do this. I I love that we've all gotten used to just like talking about our, our, what we're doing. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you very fucking much. For those listening in. Someone has written Bless in really big letters on our battle map. Yeah, because I realized I also forgot to Bless, even though I had that error there. I forgot Bless on one of those attack rolls. Okay. Really? (laughs) Okay. 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 This one gets away. This one gets away. The one next to the Basilisk is going to try to flee. The Basilisk is going to get an attack of opportunity on him and is going to chomp down. And this guy is going to die. Good. She said guy, not girl. Good. Well, some of them are guys and some of them are girls. Yes. Uh, The other four, five, the other six of them that are around as they try to continue to run, stiffen and turn to stone. And uh, at this point, as the last final few people finish fleeing, you are now in this field uh, next to these stands surrounded by two more basilisks that are still alive and eight statues of villagers, horror-stricken faces immortalized in stone as they have been turned. Okay, on the other side of the field, uh, one of the two basilisks that the Black Charger is fighting has died, and there's only one left, and the two of them seem to now be circling each other, this gentleman on the Black Charger and this final basilisk. And now it is Bernie's turn. Well, I'm gonna do something. I hadn't really thought about it. Hey, girl, you do you. I mean, I had, but then... Do you think if I blinded a basilisk, it would lose its power to turn people to stone? You're unsure. I'm gonna cast blindness on the one that's close to us. Like me. Okay. That's using that noggin. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Is that an attack or is that a saving throw? That's a constitution saving throw. All right. Hopefully their con's as good as their dex. Uh, it's a 17. Shit. Ooh, that's better. <laughs> it beats it by one point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As a bonus action, I'm going to move my little, like, thing 20 feet closer to the, the other one. All right. Your your spiritual weapon of mirrorness moves 20 feet closer to the other one. You try to blind this this thing, and you get the sense that it's it's a little more resistant to that type of attack. And anything else? No. I guess I, hold on, I can move, right? You can. Me and Coco Snoot 
back the fuck up. How far can we back the fuck up? 30 feet? What's what's your... Well, his movement is more than yours. If you'd like to stay together, what's He's your movement? Me 30 feet. We're going to back the fuck up 30 feet. And no reason for me near this goddamn basilisk. No reason. All right. You've backed the fuck up. Uh, it is these basilisks' turn. The one after tearing into this villager is now going to pounce on Jonathan. The other one, what is he going to do? Uh, Travancore, he's going after you. He's going to try to bite you. Okay. The one on Travancore, 14 versus AC? 14 will not hit. All right. You're able to just dodge out of the way. The one on Jonathan, uh, 16 versus AC? That'll hit. All right. His jaw clamps down. You are going to take 10 piercing damage. Did I just not heal you? And it's a good thing you did. So 10 piercing damage and 4 poison damage as it bites into you. And Jonathan, do you not know how to back the fuck up? Yeah, situation is serious. I'm currently engaged. Uh, Travancore, it's your turn. (laughs) All right, so um, I'm actually going to charge my flare bow again, but this time I'm actually not going to avert my gaze. Okay, give me a constitution saving throw. Constitution, no problem. And then I'll add my four to that just in case. Uh, bless. Yes, bless. Bless. Whatever bless. you do, bless. Yeah. Always bless. All right. So that's going to be 12. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Okay. You feel the gaze of this basilisk pierce into the back of your head and down your spine. And for a moment, you feel your joints start to lock up. And then you're able to just barely shake it off. No. So if you do want- oh. oh, thank God. Uh, so you can go ahead and, and do your attack, and you'd get the advantage. All right, if I try to do it twice, okay. So, oh, natural one, because I have advantage. What, seriously? <laughs> what the hell? Oh my gosh, how did I roll two natural ones in a row? You were so distracted by fighting off the petrifying gaze of this basilisk that the arrow then sinks into the ground next to it and flares to life, and once again, everybody kind of has to squint for a second including you and the basilisk but you do miss so no flare bows left but luckily shadow can do something too but he'll do this with disadvantage because he's not very lucky he's gonna avert his gaze he's gonna avert his gaze and try for a bite all right, all right. so disadvantage 18 all right i manages to sink his teeth into the basilisk go ahead and roll damage it's gonna do seven damage all right this thing is looking super hurt as it's been pounded into a couple of times but is still standing carlton it is your turn i go uh, do now that I have spotted the redheads, I look a little more intently. Do I see the person I'm looking for? Uh, this is gonna take a little bit more of an intense look because uh, that'll be an action um, then, or it will be an action at this right, point because I'll they are they have turned to stone. All the ones within view have turned to stone, so you're gonna have to take a very close look at all. Then of I them. I won't do that. I'll do that when we when it's safe. Uh, okay. in that case, I'm going to uh go into flanking with Jonathan. Okay. I'm going to stare into the soul of this thing. Go ahead and roll a constitution saving throw. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, dear. Time oh. Uh, that is math. That is an 11. Okay. You feel, once again, the familiar sensation. You got sensation. the bless, right? You blessed That yourself. is with bless, yes. I, oh, I crit failed. You feel the familiar sensation of this cold stare wash over you. And this time you're unable to just shrug it off. Maybe it's being distracted looking for someone that you know who might have been turned to stone. You feel 
the effects start to enter your body, tightening your muscles, and at the moment, you are restrained. Okay. Uh, so that means my zero. So I still get to attack then and do all my jazz, right? That just means my movement is zero. Speed reduced to zero, disadvantage on attack rolls and dexterity saving throws, and all attackers have advantage. So okay. you will have, you will have, dis- if, since you're looking at it, right. and Jonathan is flanking, those cancel each other out, but you are restrained, so you have disadvantage in all your attacks, because you are restrained. It's a physical condition. All right, well, he's getting three, he's getting three attacks. All right, that is a 14 with, before the disadvantage. Uh, yeah, so 14 for the first attack. And now, as you are distracted right. by feeling your muscles lock up, you just barely miss this thing. Second attack is going to be, it's not going to be higher than a seven, so. All right, and no. the third attack uh, will be a minimal, or first roll is a 17, and the second roll is, is a crit. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not hitting him. Nah, the, you're a little disturbed by this feeling, and you are just unable to land any blows against this thing. That is the end of your turn. Shadow, it is his turn. All right, so Shadow is going to try and bite the guy with uh, disadvantage because he's averting his gaze. All right. Eight. Nope. Sadly, he just can't bite on down. Whiffs into air. Yep, so that's the end of that chapter. All right. Jonathan, you are standing next to a basilisk. I am, and that is not good. So I am not going usually. to... I'm going to bring the sphere around so that it's on the side that's not touching a villager. Actually, is that villager stone? It doesn't matter. I can get it over either way. Okay. Would you like to move it so it's next to the villager or not next to a not villager? Not next to a villager. All right. So I'm assuming there, so it's only going to hit the basilisk? Yes. All right. Dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving. That would be a 16. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just manages to dodge out of the way, despite being super not dexterous. It takes two damage. Okay, it still takes fire damage. Yeah. All right. Then I, I in my own fit of rage, because if I attack it with a spell attack, I, I would get advantage because we're flanking, right? That uh, house rule. If you, yes, but if you avert your gaze, then it would negate your advantage and you'd basically, so are you making a spell attack? Yes. Then if you wanted to, if you avert your gaze, that would be disadvantage. You would get advantage from being in flanking, so they would negate each other. Or you could decide to look directly at it and you would get advantage on the roll, but you're going to have to save. What would you like to do? Constitution saving throw, right? If you would like to look directly at it, you need to make a constitution saving throw. You know what? My con is pretty good. Join me, brother! Yes. Give me a constitution saving throw. All right. You guys, I'm going through my spells to figure out how to fix this. I'm making no guarantees. Don't forget your bless. Got this. I got this. So that is a 15. All right, you stare at this basilisk in anger. Uh, You feel that cold wash over you, and it takes a second, but you manage to shake it off. All right, so three three scorching ray bolts coming at it. Okay, so so far unblessed both have been 21. Those will hit. I'll save you the the blessed roll. Okay, yeah. All right, so all three of them are going to hit. All right, roll some damage. 24 damage. 
Yeah, this thing is looking super hurt. After getting a really good look at it, you can see where the weak points are, and you just slam three right into its body. Anything else? Uh, that's gonna do it. So all the villagers are done, but there's still the Black Charger and the Basilisk over on the other side of the field. You hear a terrible scream, and suddenly, you those of you who can take a second to glance on over, the last Basilisk is being uh, skewered through the neck by the guy on the back of the Black Charger. Um, and Bernie, it's your turn. Um, so the only thing I think that would help, I have to touch you, and I... Don't, I'm not within range. Wait, just wait until wait until we get safe, and then like worst case scenario, my statue will still be here for you to do something after we're safe. Yeah, I'm going to. Well, I'll kill that one. I'm just gonna kill that one and fix the problem. I'm gonna move my little mirror up twenty feet and attack the thing. Okay. Um, are you gonna avert your gaze? I don't have constitution. I'm averting. There will be right. aversion. Um, so because you're averting and it's flanking, you get to roll straight. So no advantage or disadvantage. But I do get to add my spell cap. You do. You always can add that. Uh, am I blessed? So does it... I don't know why we're whispering all of a sudden, but yes, a 24 hit. Don't, don't whisper because, oh my god, audio editing that is going to drive me nuts. (laughs) So... Um, but yes, you hit. God, fuck. Go ahead I forgot damage. what my damage is because I cast this as. Let me Darnage. see. We're in church. No. <laughs> 17. Damn. Yeah. All right. This mirror whacks it across its legs as it flips over. Um, it hits the ground and it does not get up again and it is dead. Your mirror just smacked the ever loving shit out of a basilisk. Anything else? You're welcome! I think I can move it again as a bonus action. It can move a total of 20 feet. Okay, so it can't move it. It's just going to chill there for now, and I'm just going to keep averting my gaze from the other one. The other one is going to go after Travancore again, uh, but I don't think a 13 hits. It will not. I nimbly move out of the way. You do, and it is your turn. Well, just as well. So, I, a thought occurs to me. So, if I avert my gaze and have disadvantage, but I use a, a melee weapon, I, like, I would have advantage because shadow flanking with shadow, right? You are flanking, so no matter what weapon you use, you would normally have advantage. That's my house rule. If you avert your gaze, that gives you disadvantage, so in this case, it would cancel each other out. If you wanted to look straight at the basilisk, you'd have to make the saving throw, but then you'd have advantage on your attack. You know what? I'm going to go with just advantage, disadvantage, flanking, cancellation to one simple arrow in this guy's head, because that is how Travancore does things. All right. Here goes. Roll an attack. 26. That will definitely hit. That's the Travancore we know and love. 10. As one of the gods of D&D would like to say, how would you like to do this? All right, so I'm seeing my friend turning to stone in one corner. I almost turned to stone myself. I I ready my arrow, and I while I'm averting my gaze, like, I feel this guy. Like, I'm just seething with rage. So I just put one right in his, like, you know, stone-turning eye. Even though I can't see it, I can find it. I know where the eye is because I have the heart of the cards. And you do. Like, you manage to peg this thing right through its right eye. It makes a... And falls over dead. 
as the last one falls over dead and for a moment the field is quiet, Carlton, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. So you remember that time when Travancore decided he was going to try to climb up a well and we were all in these receipts? That's kind of how I feel with this role I'm about to make. Oh, here we go. It's okay. You're playing in character. That's what you're. That's what. That's what Carl. Oh, I critted. I critted. Motherfucker! Yes! Yes! Oh my god! Good. Drink. I have no fucking clue. I hear drink. you. That's worth finishing my drink. You look around. You feel the the magic of this basilisk gaze coursing through your muscles and veins, and with the last of your rage boiling in your blood, you like scream at the top of your lungs and feel its effects drop from you and you feel fine everything seems to be okay and as you all start to celebrate you hear a voice behind you and turning around you see a, a kind of a disheveled woman uh, long blonde hair that seemed to have been tied up in a bun is now just falling all over the place she's wearing trousers and kind of a, a a very dirty shirt and big thick boots that are just covered in mud. She is hurled hurriedly opening up a pack as she runs towards you, pulling out what looks like a random selection of knives and scalpels and a bottle or two. Carlton, she hits, she runs into you first. She grabs you by the arms and she says, are you okay? I am better than okay. As soon as you say you're better than okay and it's obviously you're okay, she pushes you out of the way and runs past you. She takes a very quick look at everybody, kind of gauges what's going on, turns back to you, Carlton, shoves a bottle in your hand and says, if you want to help these people, help me now. Take this. And she points to you, Jonathan, and she hands you, or she goes and um, holds a scalpel out to you and says, help me, we have very little time. Uh, I'm like, oh, okay. And, I, and I, I grab the scalpel and I start following her. She runs over to the closest basilisk to the two of you. She points to Travancore and um, says, look out for more of those. I don't know if there are more around. There were more in the town. Quick, help me. And she falls to her knees next to this basilisk, heedless of the dirt and the mud and the blood and the gore, grabs it and pulls it so that its belly is now and neck are now exposed. She pushes the head back, points to you, Jonathan, and says, cut into it, cut into it with all of your strength right now. And I need you to make a strength uh, strength check. Just okay, a straight and, strength roll. And Bless does not help this, right? At this point, Bless has dropped. Yeah, so the dropped. Yeah, the feel, the all the, the fun stuff is gone. Okay, that is going to be a 17, I believe. Let me just check. Yeah, 17. You're not really sure what to do. Just this woman has shown up and told you cut into this thing's neck and you she points and you cut and you cut with all of your might through the scales and thanks to your strength and the sharpness of this blade you slice through its neck very deftly um she is holding down the head so that the neck is exposed at, with one hand and with her other hand she's reached back into the bag and has put on this thick heavy glove it reaches almost down to her elbow it and it seems to have some claw marks on it as though it's a falconer's glove as you cut into its neck she then with both hands 
pulls the neck open. Blood sprays everywhere. She looks to Carlton and says, come here, I need you right now. And she plunges her hand into the neck of this thing. You hear squishing noises that make you all a little concerned for a second. And then she yanks this viscous thing out that Carlton, you actually recognize as what looks like the venom sack of this thing. You're you're not quite sure. And then she continues to pull and this long tube comes out and then the stomach appears. And it's this bloated, distended thing that just smells vile. And she points to you holding this thing out and she says, open the vial, open it, open it. And the it looks like the vial that she's given you, it's large enough, the stopper on it is large enough that you could actually just, she could lower the the stomach right into it. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. 20. Perfect. Despite everything you've just been through, despite the rage kind of fading, you're able to hold, uh, unstopper it and hold it steady. She lowers the stomach into this glass vial, reaches back into the pouch, pulls out another scalpel, uh, severs the connection between whatever she's holding and the stomach, and then stoppers this thing again. She puts it into the bag and kind of frantically looks around and says, I'm going to need your help. I, d- I can fix this. I can fix all of this, but I need to get, I need to get back to my lab. Um, can you get, will you come with me? Will you please help? I'll come with I say, you. I, I go, guys, you got this? Uh, sure. All right, yeah. I, and I go with her. Okay. As we're hustling along, I'm like, Madam, what's your name? She immediately, as you guys follow her, she starts to go back into the town. She's moving quickly, but she's not running. And she says, my, my name is Kyla. I am the, the herbalist in town. And I I can fix this, but I didn't have the right ingredients. I didn't have enough. And this is almost everything I need. But please, we, we don't have a lot of time. No, we're walking and talking. Yeah, we're moving. Yeah, we're walking and talking. She She's introduced herself, her blonde hair in disarray flying out behind her. She hustles into town. And that's where we will end tonight. (laughs) And next week, we'll come back as you guys follow Kyla the Herbalist into town as she has just gutted a basilisk and then ordered you all to follow her. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or www.libshark.com. And see you next encounter.